Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. I'm just excited, I'm just excited to preach the message of today. I'm just excited to preach the message of today because I think I need it even more than you need it. I need, I need the message of today more than you need it. Mercy. Somebody shout mercy, 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 mercy. But for the mercy of God, I don't know where we will all be. There, there was this person who had a revelation. And I think the person said she went to hell or something. Or maybe some kind of revelation. And she said that out of every 1,000 people on earth, only one will be saved. 999 will go to hell. As per the revelation the person received. Well, I don't know whether that revelation is true or not. But <laughs> all I could say was that then God must be very sad by the time the age closes because if you created all these billions of people and only one out of every thousand go to heaven then the devil is reaping where he has not sown 999 people out of god's creation in every thousand are going to go to hell now think about it so christ also died in vain because if after all the dying he came to die for us efficiency of the blood of jesus and the workings of salvation saves only one out of one thousand no you can imagine the way god is going to feel sitting in heaven and enjoying himself and um, all these 999 out of every thousand are in hell now so i said well i don't think so it, that, that is the person's revelation but the bible doesn't tell us who is really going to hell we know the sinner will, will, will perish but or will, will, will suffer consequences for their sins but sometimes how do we know whether they are forgiven or not how do we know whether god has had mercy on them or not those that are alive how do we know whether god is going to save them or not how do we know that god is going to redeem them or not there are things we simply don't know but you know especially for those of us that are evangelicals and charismatics and pentecostals there is a way we easily conclude people are going to hell um, number one because they don't come to our denomination so we look at our denomination and then we have our nice term born again so if the person is not born again then we ask are you a born again christian it's like asking are you uh, if the person is a christian the person is born again but we want to make it slightly more difficult <laughs> so that people can labor to enter the kingdom so are you a born again christian a christian is a christian that's not like a born again christian if you are born again you're a christian and if you're a christian you are born again because christian is a little christ somebody who has received jesus is a christian and if he's a christian then he's born again but we have all these difficult things we've created for ourselves and there are many christians who are walking about many born again people who are just walking about and and they, they are not sure whether they are going to go to heaven they are not sure if they died they are going to go to hell 
and they are always looking over their shoulders like God is some senior prophet who is looking for them to beat them up and kill them. And you know what it does? Apart from the self-pity and the self-condemnation in which you have put yourself, you make it impossible for others to enjoy their Christian life because you are constantly pursuing them and chasing them with things that have no relevance as far as their Christian life is concerned. I'm going to be giving you some few things to think about today. I call what I'm going to preach today the mercy option. Can I hear you say, I I want the mercy option? Come on, say it again. Now, the soul that sinned, it shall die. It's in the Bible, and it is one option. But I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy is another option. How many of you prepare the, prefer the mercy option? Or oh, today I'm standing here because of the mercy option. I don't know about you. The other day I was reading a book written by one of my friends, and they wrote in the book, and they said, uh, this man of God is qualified to preach this, and he's qualified to do this and this. And I was doing the editing, so I changed it to the mercy of God and the favor of God has given him the privilege to do this and this. And I called him and I told him, I changed the one you said you qualify and the one you said you have the right. I changed it to favor. Favor. Because none of us really. Listen, if God puts a marking scheme to your life, I can promise you, you will fail. No, you fail. If God puts a marking scheme to your life, you'll be classified with the wicked. You'll be classified with the ungodly. You'll be classified with the unclean. Our trouble sometimes is that we are beneficiaries of mercy, but we hold other people's sins against them. No, we hold it against them big time. Look at the way you hold unbelievers' sins against them. Oh, that person is a witch, and the witch has been killing people. And the witch must die. And you see us in all our meetings. Suffer not the witch to live. The witch has been killing people. Whatever they sow, let them reap in the name of Jesus. Suffer not the witch to live. Suffer not the witch to live. Suffer not the witch to live. Because the witch has killed. Then Jesus comes to the earth and says, you have heard that it is was said thou shalt not kill. But I am saying to you that if any of you has any unforgiveness against your brother, you are a murderer. If you have hatred against your brother, you are a murderer. So according to God's standard, a killer who really killed a human being and a hater, they are the same. So when you are busy shouting, they should not live, they should die, then you are pronouncing your own death sentence. And then some of us who are walking about, no adulterer, no fornicator who enter the kingdom of God. Father, we come against fornicators, we come against... And God is looking at you and says, look at who is speaking. And then Jesus came to the earth and said, you have heard them say, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, if you look at a woman, and last after her in your heart you have committed adultery already now you take jesus's marking scheme and put it on many people the adulteress gada galore i beg your pardon the adulteresses will be many and the adult um, adulteresses 
if there's an adulterer, then there's adulteracy. There will be many. Listen, I'm not saying go about and sin. I'm just saying enjoy your Christianity. Enjoy your forgiveness. Come on, come on. You can't even clap. Enjoy your forgiveness. Enjoy your forgiveness. Enjoy, enjoy the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Enjoy it. And stop looking at yourself in the mirror because there's nothing to show about you. Nothing to show. You are just a sinner saved by grace. Period. Wear the grace and stop wearing your skin. Wear the grace and stop wearing who you are. And I'm this and I'm that. And I'm no. And in the Bible, you will see that when it said, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature, every creature, every sinner. And it doesn't say those who have sinned small and those that have sinned big. I don't think any of you in your room, you are ever praying for the fetish priest to be saved. By fire, by thunder. By fire, by what? Is it by fire? By fire, by thunder. Let them die. Let them die. Let them die. They will not live. And you are praying for your boss to die. As if without your boss, you have employment. The day your boss dies, maybe the company will come down and your daily bread will vanish. Listen to me, people. Look at me. 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 If suddenly, look at me while I'm saying this. Just look at me while I'm telling you this. Because I don't ever want you to forget. If God suddenly removes all the wicked people who are not born again from the earth, the earth will just collapse. I can tell you, most pilots will be gone. Most doctors will be gone. Most lawyers will be gone. Most farmers will be gone. You see, those of you speak, sing songs, your, mu- your ministry will collapse because the people that manufacture your instruments, the majority of them are unbelievers. This building will collapse because it's likely all these lights were not made by believers. I thought you would attempt a clap, even if you don't believe. If you don't believe. Listen, when they withdraw all the unbelievers, even hairdressing saloons will collapse. Chop bars will collapse. Can you imagine suddenly, all wicked people must die. All the buses, OA, VIP, aeroplanes if suddenly all the unbelievers some of our careless prayers we've been praying if suddenly all unbelievers died at once planes will just crash cars will just crash i don't know whether you are imagining what i'm imagining total chaos in the world so god out of his mercy oh onyami I nearly said, oh, yeah, boy, cry. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, too much. He, he's just too much. I, I don't know how God has been able to contain us from the time of Adam up till now. Went through all these Sodom and Gomorrah and all these, the time, say, um, people were sinning against God, Tower of Babel, and their rebellion had the heartache of Adam and Eve and their rebellion in the Garden of Eden, and God deals with all that. 
But today, the reason I want us to deal with this topic, and, and I really like the topic, I, I really love it, the mercy option, is that we are going to release some potential candidates of the kingdom of God. These potential candidates of the kingdom of God, they are the worldly, the wicked, and the wealthy. The worldly, the wicked, the wicked is anybody who is a sinner. The wealthy, people that are so wealthy, they don't even want to think about God. And the worldly, the people that are enjoying sin so much, they don't want to be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, Today, I want you to take some break. And the people you've been praying against, today, I want you to, to take a little break and pray for them. Probably, there is a soul of Tarsus in your life who God does not want to destroy, but God wants to save. God has no pleasure and desire that the wicked should die. The soul that sinned it shall die but God's plan and God's desire is not for the wicked to perish I believe sometimes it's like that with God that you and I went so far away until Jesus came and found us he found and then God the father is sitting in heaven and he's saying the soul that sinned must die and when Jesus is taking us into the presence of God, he doesn't hold us by our hand. He puts us in him. So we are in Christ. I normally say he smuggled us to God in himself. He put us on. So it's like I'm bringing this to mommy. And I know she doesn't like a purple color. So I put it in my pocket. I come and say, hey, mommy, mommy the mommy, mommy the mommy, mommy the mommy. Mommy, can I sit by your right hand? Then she's like, why not? Why not? Kofi, sit down, sit down. Then Kofi sits down. And I'm like, okay, mommy, thank you. Then the handkerchief too is in my pocket. And the handkerchief is also sitting at the right hand. Then I want to wipe my sweat and I pick up the handkerchief to use because I can't wipe my sweat with my hand. Oh, who the handkerchief? Abaha. The handkerchief is on your right hand side. I smuggled it to your side. I brought it in my pocket. So that is what Jesus did. Rose from the dead. Sat at the right hand of God. By the time God could realize. A sinner is sitting at his right hand. And, and, and God is telling Jesus. Jesus. Why? How, how did this guy get here? My blood. He said yeah the blood. The blood the blood so let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy to help in the time of need listen to me many people that backslid from our churches and left the churches never to return is because of our sanctimonious judgmental spirit who never forgive anybody hold their sins against them fight against them for years and when we see them instead of giving them a hug we sneer at them listen to me if the judgmental spirit had been removed from our churches most churches in the world will be full ask almost anybody who ever left the church 
they will trace it to a certain judgmental spirit either from the pastor or from the leaders or from the members go to many people that are in the world and ask them why are you not getting born again when why are you not getting saved and it's the same judgmental spirit so here is a man called Paul whom I will talk to you today that he was Saul of Tarsus who was persecuting all the sins later on the chief sinner became a, a chief minister listen to his words when he was speaking listen to his words when he was talking to Timothy writing to Timothy First Timothy 1 verse 12 he said I thank Jesus Christ our Lord who has enabled me today i read the word enabled oh boy and in the software era in the technology era when you say enable something to enable to enable a software to to enable something when they say you've enabled something you have empowered it to function so uh, i thank jesus christ who has empowered me to function that he counted me faithful. He didn't say I'm faithful. He said he counted me. That means kakrami yano nenia saw. I want to tell you, God has counted you faithful. I want to tell you. I, I want listen. The bow. You don't have to be healed. Song. God has counted you faithful. He looks at your 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 your, your circumstances. The circumstances under which you minister and he has counted you faithful sometimes you look at it and you're like oh it's just something small you know what when they finished singing um reckless love i looked at them um, debbie and i looked at grace who sang the song and i saw they they made a certain sign with their face maybe maybe they were not too sure whether they did it well or they didn't do it well there was some kind of body language they were not like Whoo! But I looked at it and I counted you faithful. I said they didn't even rehearse, but look at the way they delivered it. And the drummers and everybody, I counted you faithful. The organist, I counted everybody faithful. And I'm praying to God, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know what, people? Today, the message you are receiving is not one of the things we usually hear. Because usually, what we hear is the other one. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Then immediately you can imagine the fist of God is coming at your face. Okay? Now, so God has enabled me and counted me faithful. I like this. Putting me into the ministry. Oh, Erade. Ah, make I verse in and say, ah, Pastor Solo, so, now verse me Huda. Especially when I saw putting me into the ministry. Putting me into the ministry. Putting me into the ministry. And watch this. This is a professor. This is a scholar. This is a Pharisee. The man is a learned Jew with a Roman citizenship. This is a man in the Sanhedrin. And he said, God himself counted me faithful and put me into the ministry. So Aaron, he just put us there. He just put me there. Pastor Prince, he just put you there. Pastor Livingston, he just put you there. Mommy, he just put you there. Oh, if you can clap something. He put me. Counted me worthy. Counted me worthy. Counted me faithful. Putting me into the ministry. Verse number 13. 
who before, who was before, <laughs> a blasphemer, a persecutor, an injurious. I was a blasphemer, I was a persecutor, and I was injurious to the church. I will explain those four words later. I will explain the sinner. I will explain the persecutor. I will explain the blasphemer. And I will explain the injurious person. But he said, but I obtained mercy. Can you beat your chest and say, I obtained mercy. Come on, come on. I can't hear you. I obtained mercy. Come on, say it. I obtained mercy. Say, I obtained mercy. Say, I obtained mercy. Now, God gave mercy, but he received the mercy. I know, I know, I know people who God gives the mercy and they refuse to receive the mercy. One of the things I don't like is when people do a wrong thing and when you are talking to them, they say, I can't believe I did this. By the way, who are you? People who are better than you did that. He said, I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. You know, I, I, I like Paul's statements. The man is an intellectual, you see ignorantly in unbelief that's interesting so you may say oh lord but my own is not ignorant because i knew i shouldn't do it and i did it so it's not ignorantly he's saying ignorantly in unbelief what he's saying is that anybody who has unbelief is doing things ignorantly and there are times you do something now we need that and we here but at that point unbelief led you into it there are times you will know that it is not good to eat this gary but out of unbelief that god will not provide the gary you went and ate the gary so it was ignorantly because of unbelief and that one too god forgives god redeems god saves God takes you out of it. I'm praying today in Jesus' name. May every breach, may every error, may every mistake in your life be healed by God. May God correct every error. And I pray in the name of Jesus too for every one of us to receive God's mercy and God's forgiveness unconditionally 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 come on clap your hands and scream like I'm talking to you because you, you know there are many people who are just struggling they, they, they can't enjoy their Christian life they see everything in, about themselves as a mistake they see their whole life as a mistake by God's mercy Verse number 14. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. The grace and the love. Everybody say the grace and the love. Come on, say the grace and the love. So exceeding abundant and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant and the grace did not come alone but the grace came accompanied with faith and accompanied by love so it came accompanied by faith and accompanied by love so you have three things grace faith and love and the three of them came together and they came in christ jesus 
now watch this your trouble is you are always looking for the grace and you are looking for the love and you are looking for the faith in yourself you are looking for them in yourself and when you look in yourself and you cannot find them then you get miserable and frustrated but grace faith and love they are not found in you they are found in christ you should concentrate on having christ in your life instead of looking for faith and looking for grace and looking for love because you will struggle forever and you will never get them but christ in you the hope of glory so paul was not pressing to look for faith he was not pressing to look for love he was not pressing to look for grace he was pressing to have christ because he knew that if he had christ then he has everything I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, how many of you have Christ in the building? How, how many of you have Christ online? And if you have Christ, then you have everything that goes with it. You know, the biggest frustration of the New Testament church is that we scarcely preach from the New Testament. We don't preach the grace in the New Testament. We don't preach the love in the New Testament. We don't preach the faith in the New Testament. But most of us, Practically, our preaching has to do with the Ten Commandments. That one shall die, and this one shall be stoned, and this one shall be killed. <laughs> and we are all walking about with death sentence all over us. So, verse number 15. How many of you are enjoying this teaching today? This is the faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation. That means other sayings are unfaithful, and they are not worthy of your acceptations in other words reject all other sins this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptations that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners to save what to save what to save what but are they not the people you are praying should die so what jesus came into the world to save you are very busy saying they should die now i want to ask you a question how many of the people you prayed against to die how many of them are dead since you started praying every day when you see them they look nicer than when you than before you prayed that means god is saying your agenda is not my agenda oh come on come on And he came into the world to save sinners. Then look at what he added. Of whom I'm chief. I was the chief sinner. Go to verse 16. How be it for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus must show forth all his long suffering. That means God has to use me and show to the world how patient he is for a pattern to them that should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life so god took you how bad you are how sinful you are to establish a pattern so that people will say if god can save this man and if god can save this woman then they also can be saved i'm praying that may god raise more patterns pastor mike was telling us today about how he they, they got fetish priest saved now if the fetish priest is saved other people will be saved and that is teacher who was an impossible person by the time that person is saved others can be saved 
Now, so the Apostle Paul is talking about the fact that mercy is an option. Now, you look at the, the people he, he, he described. Now, the works of the sinner. The works of the sinner. He said that the works of the sinner, and he begins to describe them. But, but that word sinner is simply somebody, it means a wicked person. It means somebody who is stained with vices or crimes. Somebody who is a hidden. So, when you are stained with vices, and you are stained with, with, with crimes, you are called a sinner. It stands for human beings who are falling short of the perfect standard of righteousness. And if the wicked means you are falling short of the standard of the righteousness of God, then every one of us is a sinner. So he said that he came to die for sinners. And he said, I am the chief of the sinners. And then he describes the three things you, he used to do. Number one, he said, I was a blasphemer. A blasphemer, that word blasphemy means to mean somebody who is a slanderous person. It means the evil speaking, revilers and abusers. People that abuse, people that revile, people that speak evil, people that are slanderous. And there are two types of blasphemers. One of them is the overt blasphemer. The overt blasphemer is the one who just sits down and says there's no God and then speaks against God, speaks against um, God and says God doesn't exist and speaks all kinds of despicable and unprintable things about God. Now, that is an overt blasphemer. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.